Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Subtle Asian Talks. We're just three Asian American women ready to talk topics from current events, pop culture, and college life. I'm your host, Cece. Hi, I'm Kilo. And I'm Nell. Okay, so for today's current event, it should pretty much come as no surprise to anyone what I'm talking about today, since it seems like it's the only topic anybody's really talking about, at least in America. Um, Let us know, our international viewers, if this is like any news to you or if it's like we don't really give a fuck. But (laughs) our president, 45, you know, the orange man in the White House, has tested positive for covid And it happened, um, as of this recording, it happened Friday morning on October 2nd or Thursday night for a post that Trump tweeted that he tested positive for COVID-19. And this came pretty shortly after one of his aides, Hope Hicks, tested positive. And a lot of people have kind of questioned, like, if he would have even announced that he had COVID if the new COVID-19 didn't leak. But overall, it's kind of been um, a news shit show. There's been a lot of uncertainty if the updates about his condition are accurate. And there's different sources that are reporting different things. Like some people in the White House have reported that he needed aid of oxygen. And um, the White House doctor has always said like, oh, he's in great condition and hasn't needed any aid in terms of oxygen. And it's just been like a whole mess. There's a lot of different things that we're hearing Some people are hearing that his condition is worse than he's letting on, and some people are saying he's doing great, considering the conditions and the symptoms of this disease. And I feel like, at least for me, when I first heard the news, I'm like, yo, is this real? So a lot of people are questioning if he's, like, pretending to have COVID, because, like, you know, as we've been talking throughout this whole time, Since the start of the pandemic, Donald Trump has been really downplaying the severity of the virus. So some people think he's pretending in order to be like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm in my 70s and I recovered. So COVID-19 is not as serious as people are letting on or if it's to kind of downplay from other scandals, because I know there is like a tape with uh, Melania, Melania Trump saying, oh, yeah, fuck Christmas. Who the fuck cares about Christmas? And also, like, there's been conversations about his taxes and him only paying $750 in 2016 and 2017 that have have been in the news. So some people think that he faking that he had COVID in order to distract from the other scandals that are kind of in the news. And there's just been a lot of different conspiracy theories. And some believe that he's, like, in worse condition or possibly even dead already. Um, And the videos that he's been posting on social media have been heavily edited or are misleading or have been filmed beforehand. So it's really just like a lot happening and it's a developing story. We're hearing new things every day and we don't know whether they're true. And like whether it's true or not, it doesn't really come as much of a surprise to me because he's been having like large events and rallies over the past couple months and hasn't been wearing a mask. And Recently, he had like the, the Rose Garden ceremony to announce his Supreme Court nominee. And it was thought to be like a super spreader event because at least eight people that attended the event tested positive for COVID and possibly more. And the current situation is he's being treated at Walter Reed Hospital. And there's been minor updates on like his treatment and all of that. But overall, the details have been kind of unclear. And we've been 
been hearing different things uh, left and right. So I just wanted to get your guys' like initial reactions, maybe your thoughts on whether the conspiracy theories are true. Like, are there some that you're like, hmm, I see something in that theory. Or if you're just like, okay, this is way off. And just your general thoughts on like the media coverage of it all. My initial reaction was um, like, is that actually true? And yeah, the first conspiracy that came in my head that I kind of agreed with was the whole, uh, it's not as bad as it is. I'm a 70 year old plus man. Y'all can do it too. But some people I've also been talking to, they're like, where's this man taking the bleach that he was advising some time ago? I don't see that. What is this new uh, treatment he's seeking? I thought the treatment should have been, should have been that, but I don't know. I thought that was interesting. What about you now? I thought the same thing. I was like, I think this is, this might be a publicity stunt for him to just like, you know, I am say that, you know, he's a survivor and that if he can do it, anyone else can do it. Um, But I also heard that it might be like, there might be conspiracy theories that he just wants to push back the elections because quote unquote, Mm -hmm. he's not giving, he's not getting a fair advantage or he's not getting a fair treatment compared to like you know biden and everything so i think that also seems pretty um possible as well where he's like trying to push back um elections and everything and i don't know i i think october is off to an interesting start to say the least Mm -hmm. because you know um with trump getting covid you know, everyone knew it was going to come eventually, but the fact that it came the beginning of October, like, mm-hmm. this might be a sign that, like, COVID is, like, finally yeah. doing some justice and, you know, we might actually make some some scientific, re- like, grounds on finding a cure to COVID now that mm-hmm. it's Trump. Spooky season's upon yeah, us, I exactly. guess. Something's in the air and it's not exactly. just COVID. So I think it's interesting. Um, I think I kind of want to know, like, but I want to know, like, how he's dealing with it. Because I know apparently he's been showing a lot of symptoms the first two days, which is not good because if you're showing a lot of symptoms um, the first mm-hmm. two days, is you're probably not going to make it for the mm-hmm. 14 days that you're supposed to, quote unquote, isolate from and uh, handle COVID. Um but, you know, fingers crossed. I'm not going to say anything because this is a public, um, I guess, platform. Yeah, don't slide into our DMCIA. Yeah, but, you know, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I will say, because I don't really wish poorly or wish ill on anybody, but, like, I'm not going to pray for him. <laughs> like, that you can bet on that you you can't make me pray for him because i saw a lot of people like oh like regardless of how you feel about president trump we should all direct our prayers his way like no like he said it is what it is about the virus so how i feel about him having it is it is what it is <laughs> and i kind of like this is kind of bad to say but i kind of hope that it is real and that like i don't wish anything like severe on him but i wish that he gets like the brunt of the symptoms enough for him to really realize that 
how he's been downplaying this virus is really affecting mm-hmm. people and it's been having negative effects. So like, I hope it's real in the sense that it will be a reality check for him in terms of taking the necessary precautions and encouraging other people to do so. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like that because there's been like, uh, what is it? The what Operation MAGA where people are like going out in droves and having like rallies. Uh, aside from like his own appearances and it's just like that's just another super spreader event waiting to happen so it doesn't seem like with the demeanor that our president has that he's willing to own up to his mistakes and take back any poor statements he said before but here's to hoping maybe this situation will make him realize the severity of it and we can get over this whole predicament sooner rather than yeah later. i agree i don't wish him ill either I hope he does. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with the whole reality check. I just want him to realize what's truly going on instead of his his fantasy world that's happening in the White House. It appears to me that he was playing the game Plague, but in real life, and he wasn't actually doing a good job, and now it's actually affecting him, so now he's going to redo his strats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. And like you you mentioned plague and i think it's really funny because he tweeted out like we're all gonna get over when we work together from this plague when like before he'd say it's like the flu or he would call it kung flu or the china virus so it's like oh it's the china virus and the kung flu but until he gets it then it's a major plague i found that really how the the turntables yes how the turntables um what was the other thing that was interesting oh shoot about the virus. Oh, I don't know if this is true, but is there, I saw a meme where there's more people affected by the coronavirus in the White House than all of New Zealand? I heard there's like uh, more people that have tested positive from the White House events than, yes, New Zealand and I believe like two other countries. I think it was Taiwan I and like... something else. Dang. Like insane because you think out of all people that would be safe from this and has all the resources to protect themselves it would be the president but like this is how reckless he is he really be trying to i don't know it's the fact that other countries are like doing fine in that very small area of the like united states population is more affected is very very like concerning Hmm. I think it's very ironic too. I'm just like, wow, like, because he's been saying that, like, you know, people, like, he's been downplaying the virus, as CC says, and you know, now that he's getting a taste of his own medicine, you know, I want to know like what his thoughts are right now because you know he said so many offensive things about like you know saying how like. Yeah, he, he clowned Joe Biden for wearing a mask. He's like, this br- this guy over here wears a mask, like the biggest mask I've ever seen. He wears a mask all the time. And look what happened just like a day later, pretty much. He's He tested yeah. positive after like clowning on Biden for wearing yeah, a mask. So I think like, I, I think it's, gr- I don't want to say great, but I think it's interesting that he's getting a taste of his own medicine. And like, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's a October is off to an interesting start. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, as they say, Karma's ha- had his kiss yeah. for him. Miss Rona's doing something, you know. What she's doing, 
She's living grand in the she's, house, Yeah, she's so. like, I'm... She's having a fun time. She is meeting lots of people. <laughs> no, no clearance pass needed for her. She got, like, the whole, whole security level. She got full range of the White mm-hmm. House. She's, she's thriving, getting the whole smorgasbord, if yeah. you will. What's interesting, I also, yeah, those videos that you were mentioning, I've seen them on the news, and I was just so curious that, like, she, he's just in a car waving at people, like, dude, get back in the hospital. Make sure your driver's not getting sick for you just to wave outside, if it were to be um, shot recently, because that's, like, really dumb of him. Yeah, he's all about the photo op, and he doesn't care about other people, so he'll do whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, this is this is this is Donald Trump we're talking about. The Cheeto he's man. Like, he's like, I'm top priority. I, it, you know, if COVID were to be a missile, y'all gotta jump in front of me, shoot. Because mm-hmm. he's like, he may have COVID, but he doesn't care about it spreading yeah. it to other people. He'll just be like, I didn't give you COVID. You got COVID yourself. What's wait? Okay, so. Trump and Trump's wife got COVID, but what happened to their child? Or not Ivanka, uh, oh, Baron. Yeah, yeah. Baron, the one plus is that Baron never sees his parents. So he's where's Baron? Baron doesn't live at the White House. He does. No, Baron lives in, uh, in New York with at the Trump Tower. No, because I think initially, like early on in the presidency. He lived in the Trump Tower, but now that Melania is in the White House, Baron lives uh, there too. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm sure, like, he's fine. I heard, like, other family members of the Trump family tested negative thus far. We'll see. But I doubt Donald Trump is around his own son for him to catch. Baron's just on roadblocks, or, or, dude. He's minding his own business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he got basketball practice. Nah, he's, he's on Roblox. Did you hear that whole, like, spiel about, like, how um, Baron's trying to find friends because, hypothetically, he doesn't have friends because he's homeschooled. So he goes on Roblox and he adds people. And then so everyone on TikTok was like, I want to be Baron's friend and save him from Trump, basically. Um, and I told my baby cousin this. And I was like, hey, like, try to find Baron. And she's like, I, I don't know what... I don't, I think I might have played with him, but like, I don't know. That's cute. Honestly, yeah, I've heard TikTok is trying to save Baron from from his father, and I thought that's very interesting. Like, all those sad pictures of Baron just looking outside of the car. I'm like, oh God, poor Baron. I know. Yeah. He's living a life that he didn't want. Roblox and K pop, that's yeah. all that man wanted. He's so, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he just wants, he just wants to stand BTS and play Roblox. Like, he just wants to watch Blackpink videos. Leave him in peace. Like, peace. Just leave him alone. And maybe, like, play basketball because, like, he's built. How tall that. is he? He's pretty lanky. He's probably, like, 6'5". He's, like, tall. Yeah. Oh, he's, dad. like, how old is he? 14? 12? <laughs> Let's look at this. No. Anywhere from, like, 13 to 15, I think. I thought, he was a, I thought he was still 12. This dude, he's 14. He, he's yeah, but he's boy. pretty tall. Yeah, he's oh, like a really? Yeah. Wow, okay. But yeah, I hope he's doing well in this time because he doesn't really deserve any of the mess that his family right. brings on. He's just a kid. Yeah. 
he really did grow up in the the president like or like these past four years like major change he looks so much different than when his dad was sworn into the office you know who he reminds me of the dude from ender's game <laughs> uh what's his aza butterfield yeah 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 him. is that his name <laughs> i don't remember but like he looks from the the photos i'm looking at of of baron um he kind of looks like the guy from and uh ender's game but like just blonde. Interesting. I don't really see it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're just oh, white that's boys. Probably. <laughs> that's that's also a thing too. But, but. Yeah. Do you guys have any closing thoughts for our good old president? Mm. Stay home. What? Oh, stay home. Yeah. Okay, I got you. He needs to stop leaving the White House. He's leaving fingerprints. <laughs> yeah. He's leaving a little trail exactly. all over the place. Like, do the world a favor. Just stay home. Yeah, I guess my concluding statement is good luck, Baron. Yes. All right, are we ready to move on to a red thread that I think has a lot going on for itself? Yeah. Alrighty. All right. So, initial question is, am I the asshole for not showing up to my dad's funeral? After making him will me 50% of his assets as a condition to be there for his family. All right, this is a whole spiel, so bear with me. Ready? So, the original poster, I believe, is a 23 year old woman. And when she was 13, her parents split up. And she was raised as a miracle child because, like, they were trying for so long, there was no child. And then, then she came along, so she doesn't have any other siblings. So it's just her. And the father, left for a mistress at the age of 13. So um, at that age, she was able to make her own decisions and she realized, hey, I'm gonna stay with my mom because what my dad did was kind of effed up. So the father and the mistress aren't married, but they have a couple of children together, the youngest being a toddler currently. Um, now, this is still, now we're at present day, right? When that's all happening. So the father is now dying from some kind of illness and, you know, as people do on their deathbed, they want to make things right or just want to try meeting up with uh, or like solving all the regrets, you know, putting all their affairs in order. So um, he wanted, to, the father wanted to make the original family whole again with the exception of, you know, the wife. So the original poster was like, uh, that's a little sus to me. So I'm only going to meet you under the presence of a lawyer and you're going to will me 50% of the assets, and then I'll meet you. And the father was desperate or something like that, so he agreed, and the girlfriend was present for the transaction for the will to occur because the father wasn't able to, I believe. And so as the original poster has it, the way she put it was, as her good luck would have it, her dad slipped into a coma two days later and then died. So she does have 50% of the assets granted to her, and the mistress kept calling the original poster and um, she blocked the calls, never went to the funeral, never helped with funeral costs. And a little while later, they met up because they just happened uh, to meet at a bank and accused the mistress accused the original poster of being a gold digger and basically the trail on deathbed and uh, the father's happiness could never have been there because you were never there for the past 10 years. Now, it's a lot to take in. But do you feel that it was wrong of her to do, like, let's say, 
have 50% assets uh, well to her or not attending to the funeral or at least helping out funeral costs. What do you think? Ooh, Keela, uh, no. Cece, do you have your thoughts? Because I have mine. I... Okay, you, okay, you go for it. So if I'm understanding this correctly, that, you know, the man did her, the, the person that got 50% did attend the, the, the funeral uh, dirty in the past, you know, and he left her, you know, virtually if, you know, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, I guess, say that that was my father. I won't acknowledge him as my father anymore. Like I'm cutting ties. Like, you know, he might be my father legally or biologically, but I'm not gonna, like, you chose to leave me basically as you know and you started a family elsewhere and she had every right to get half his assets either way because she's the daughter i assume that you know with the mistress she he also had another child but i don't know how many children he had maybe like one right a toddler right yeah Um, it's not clear i mean like they had a couple of children that's what the original poster stated and the youngest being a toddler Okay, but, like, she still should get his assets no matter what. Because she's still a child. And her meeting um, with the father under the supervision of a lawyer, that was smart on her part. Like, you're not entitled to meet this man. Like, Like, once, this man is nothing to you anymore. Because he chose to go with his mistress. He started his family elsewhere. Like, let me live my life. You live yours. I'm not gonna, like... The audacity for him to contact the daughter and be like, yo, I'm trying to make amends because I'm dying and I want you to empathize and, you know, feel sorry for me that I'm dying. And like, I just want to, you know, make things right again. So I die peacefully. Like, that's just his own. Like, he's just doing this because he just wants to not live with regret because he feels regretful that he left his own daughter, you know, to start another family. Um so her not going to the funeral, completely justified. She's not in a gold digger in any sense, any way, because she's entitled to half his, or however amount in his will. She was smart to get half of it because the amount of children he has with the mistress, whatever, like she was smart to get half. She might've only gone like one fourth or something, but like she, she, you know, was an entrepreneur a go-getter as they say and she got half of it so like some of those children ain't even gonna get nothing <laughs> to be real here so i think she's a scar i i'm with the person that posted this um and you know she isn't she's not obligated to like pay for the funeral help out with the funeral in any sort of way because in the end as i repeat it's not her it's not her business like she she does if she doesn't want to she doesn't have to the mistress having the i guess expectation that she like because she signed the will or whatever or like made the dad sign a will and promised the dad that like like there everything was gonna be fine in a sense like like that's complete bs to me i don't even know i just think like you know the poster is completely right in this situation and she's not the gold digger or any or uh she's not wrong in this situation and you know the mistress feeling like i guess guilting her to say that like oh you you you're a gold digger you should have done this you should have done this um she's just salty that like she finessed her 
I'll be real here. Like, that's my. I opinion. can see that. What about you, uh, Cece? I have some thoughts, and I feel like they're kind of similar to yours now. I feel like to kind of like turn it back to like a little bit about our perspective, I feel like growing up like in an Asian immigrant family, I feel like there's a strong emphasis on family and family obligation, the whole like blood is thicker than water thing. But I feel like when a family member does you so dirty and abandons you, I feel like that's no longer binding in my opinion. It's like, if you have people in your family that are toxic, abusive, abandoned you, you have no obligation to them, regardless of any blood ties you have, in my opinion. So since her father never really maintained a relationship with her and abandoned her and her mother for a mistress, her getting 50%, I feel like that's her being like generous. That's her being fair. Because that's to make up for all the money, all the child support, all the things that she should deserve that she should have had while growing up all that support that she should have had from him from the beginning so I feel like leaving 50% to her and 50% to the rest of the family honestly that sounds like she was trying to be fair in my opinion and also it's like again like I don't really care about marital status but like in legal in a legal sense the mistress isn't married to the father so I feel like there isn't that legal binding in terms of like who gets the estate necessarily because there is not like that marital tie So I feel like, I don't think she's the asshole because I feel like, especially I feel like with um, like women and girls trying to repair relationships with their father, there's always this talk of like daddy issues. And I feel like it almost blames the girl for their behavior and not the father for abandoning them and treating them like shit, quite frankly. So I feel like that's her standing up for herself and you know, trying to do what's right and getting the money and the assets that she needs to support herself and her mother, who is also abandoned. So I really do think that, you know, you can't always make everybody happy in in this situation. And sometimes you have to make some people unhappy in order to, like, advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself. And if you've been, like, abandoned and your, your father didn't want anything to do with you for basically his whole life, Um, I don't really feel like she has a sense of obligation to to carry all up all of his wishes because at that point is that even your father you never received that support necessary that a father should have so it's like why should you be obligated to follow through with him maybe this is me being very like cold but that's really how I feel about it just like she can take the money I see that yeah some part of uh, reddit does agree with both of your statements um I wanted to save this part as an extra bit to see where you're going to hit. But since you both are like hard pressed, not the asshole, um, I think this might make you more hard pressed, not the asshole, because the mom never actually got a fair settlement during the divorce. He hid assets, spent a fortune of the, on the mistress from marital money and her own college fund and had fake filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> so this man really out here, like trying to have two families <laughs> yeah, this man trash. Yeah, I, don't feel bad about I, it. <laughs> I think she's a genius. I'll be honest with you. Like, dude, exactly. She did like, she the had fact to do. that she was able to even get him to sign the will in the first place. Like, she really finessed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I mean, like, 
initially when I heard that, like, you know, the girl didn't attend his father's wedding, her, her father's wedding, like, I was like, ooh, that's kind of, like, funeral, funeral, right? sorry, funeral. wedding, you don't have to attend. But, like, funeral, I think I came in with the perspective of, you know, even if, you know, you might have, like, some disagreements with your parents, like, you can't ever say goodbye to your parents ever again, because it's just, like, like, death is a whole thing. Like, once death comes, I don't know, this is a very touchy topic for me, because, you know, um, there's a lot of, like, people die without any, like, notice or anything, so you can't even say goodbye. I came in with that intention, but then I was just like, damn, this, this dude did the child dirty, like, shoot, like, like hasta la vista dude like shoot yeah at that point like he's not even your father yeah he's like a man because there's no relationship there and like it's not even like his lack of presence he did you and your mother dirty by like you know putting all this attention towards the mistress and taking away his money to support the mistress over his own family so it's just like it's not even him abandoning them he did them dirty on top of that so it's just like I don't see any point where it's just like she has to maintain this false sense of like familial tie and obligation in terms of mm-hmm. her father's death because he was never there for her in life at any point. So it's just like I really don't feel yeah. bad about it. <laughs> I think. Oh. Oh no! Go ahead. Oh, I was just like I completely uh, agree with Cece, and you know the fact that he. I don't know. This is very common. I will say in a lot of like, because no one talks about this, like, because I know that this happens a lot with a lot, like, I don't want to say Asian families, but like, um, I've seen it, like, as an Asian American, I've seen this happen to, you know, other Asian families as well. And it's interesting, because, like, um, it's always the mother that kind of wants the child to like, give their father a second chance because in the end like the father is the their father but like once you do the child dirty like no matter what like you'll remember as a child like you know mm-hmm. that this man did your your mother dirty did you and your mother dirty mm-hmm. like no matter what the child's just always gonna have that thought mm-hmm. in their head mm-hmm. and remember all like the I guess negative and bad mm-hmm memories mm-hmm. of then so yeah. yeah I don't know yeah yeah I find it so funny because I feel like a lot of times in these situations it's the responsibility of reaching out and rebonding that connection yeah the child whereas it's just like as the father you're a grown-ass man when this all happened so it's just like you didn't have to deal with like all the trauma and all the emotional turmoil you feel as a child who has experienced abandonment from a parent. So it's just like, you're the one that fucked up. So it's on you to mend things. And I truly feel that a lot of times, especially in these kind of end of life situations, it's more to like absolve his guilt than to really repair mm-hmm. his family. I so I feel like it's more of a selfish act than what he might feel like he's letting on. It's more like, I want to die with a clean conscience over I really just want to mend my family and make things right. Because if that were true, uh, he would have done that initially without her having to put forward that 50% mm-hmm. deal. The ends don't justify the means because the way, he, I mean, like in the end, they were supposed to get together, but the way he went about it, trying to 
as you say, like absolve his guilt. It's very true. Um, another part of Reddit thought that, well, actually the collective mindset of Reddit thought that the original poster uh, in general was an asshole as well as everyone else. So everyone sucked because morally they think that she didn't keep up with her word and she lied and um, they thought that she she felt there was a sense of proud throughout her post and they and some people were a little weirded out by that that like dude your dad just died but it might have also just been because it's you have to put yourself in her shoes so you don't exactly know what exact like she's been going through or what she went through so I can see I can see where parts of you're the asshole is coming from but it's also like I can see where not the asshole makes sense as well I think sometimes you have to be the bad guy in order for to make things right. You might be the bad guy in some people's eyes, but to me, I see it as, well, she's been betrayed by this man for her entire life. He tried to scam his ex-wife. So it's just like all of this is just, it, it doesn't even amount to the amount of monetary and emotional loss that she's experienced. So for me... I can't feel bad for him, even though he had died. It's just that, like, even though he he did pass away, it's just, like, the relationship of, like, daughter to father is, like, no longer there. So I don't really feel like she should have a sense of obligation to hold the moral high ground. But that's just me. Because sometimes I'm, like, sometimes if they go low, we got to <laughs> go low, too. I feel yeah. that. I think the people that are saying that everyone sucked and that even though the original poster was wrong as well like i can see where they're coming from but i feel like they need to like as cc said they need to understand that like there's more to the to what she just wrote on a post like mm-hmm. what you say on a post doesn't exemplify everything that he's done and yeah it's probably an entire lifetime's worth of like a sense of betrayal exactly. and then also Think about how that affects her and her emotions, her mental health, her relationships with future people. Like, it's just a whole thing. And I think, like, they they just see it as you finessed money. And they're thinking of the monetary things, as Cece says. Um, and there's just things that you can't put a price on. Like, with all that, like, maybe she's having some trust issues or daddy issues, quote unquote, what they call it. Um, and... I think that's an, I guess, I don't know. I just think that they, that some people actually deemed, you know, the poster as quote unquote wrong is just interesting to me. And I see, I'm trying to see where they're coming from and I see kind of where they're coming from, but I'm also like, hmm, like, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. I can see it as interpreted like, oh yeah, that was a cold move. But again, I feel like, there's only a certain extent in which I feel like you can extend your kindness. Like I, I advocate trying to extend your kindness to people, but I feel like it can only be extended so far before you feel like you're being taken advantage of, or it's mm-hmm. a loss for you. I agree. What but, about you, Hilo? What do you think? Oh, I, I, I range. Yeah. On both not the asshole and you're the asshole because I don't think it was wrong of her to establish ground rules. And I also think 
it was rude that their girlfriend came up and be like, dude, what the heck? Because I don't think that was her place to do that. That's literally like an affair, a walking affair lady just went up. You know, I just don't, that that doesn't go well with me. And I think, Mm -hmm. but I do think she is the asshole for like, I don't know. I just feel weirded out. Maybe it's also like the family ties thing. I can see that he's done her wrong so many times, but I feel like there should have been something else that could have been done. I just feel weird that she was like, as good as my good luck would have it, she, he slipped in a coma two days later. That just rubbed me the wrong way. But like, I can understand if your father has been doing you dirty for so long, you're like, nah, fuck this man, you know? So I don't know. I'm very conflicted. I want to say more not the asshole than you're the asshole, but there is a slight YTA there for me. Interesting. Yeah, that was an interesting and mighty asshole. Any um, concluding thoughts for any of y'all? No, I would say that if you know, someone does you dirty, don't be scared to cut them off. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Kilo? Um, I would say, likewise, I didn't really have any concluding thoughts. That was one yeah, of my concluding like, thoughts. I was like, hmm, like, I think that's a interesting, I guess, conversation to have because I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about this, mm-hmm. but also, like, damn. Reddit be wild. Right. Um, so should we move on to the next topic? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay, so initially I was going to talk about like love triangles and how people um perceive, you know, um, I guess shooting your shot with a person that might be interested in someone else. But um, recently on my social media, there's been a lot of postings uh, in regards to National Boyfriend Day. If anyone's not aware, I don't know if this is a worldwide thing, but National Boyfriend Day is just appreciation of your boyfriend. And a lot of my peers and friends um, have been posting their boyfriends. Um, And I had this whole conversation with uh, Cece on, you know, the idea of posting or publicly displaying your significant other. Um, and one thing that stood out to me, and I kind of had, like, me and Cece both had similar thoughts in regards to this, was that, you know, with, I guess, our significant others, we would rather keep it more private or, like, we, you know, I, like, both of us had this conversation where I personally would not post my significant other on you know these type of holidays like national boyfriend day i know it's like you know not trying to flex but it's appreciation for your boyfriend but i just can't wrap my head around like yeah what if you act like what if you break up in the future and stuff um and you know people see that you publicly displayed your significant other um but i wanted to know your thoughts is this a personal problem or is this like uh, like, do y'all feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Okay. To respond to your question, because I know you're saying, like, oh, what happens if you break up? But I feel like we've talked about this before, and as you know with me, I'm a person where I, like, 
am very hesitant to really um, state anything that happens in my life out outwardly because you know it's very much like you put it out into the world and you might like jinx it if you will like oh I finally post my significant other and what if it goes downhill from there but I feel like people don't have that same sense of I don't know how to explain it it's like because it's not failure but I think in my mind I see it as a failure and you should never view your ended relationships as a failure it's just another experience but in my brain I still feel like that and it's something I still need to work on But I feel like other people who so easily post their partners on social media, they don't really have that shame associated with that as much. So they're just like, okay, on to the next. Let me like delete them. And then like the new boo will be up next. So I feel like some people don't hold that same sense of privacy and like don't mind putting their business out there like that, if that makes sense. Because I feel like for me, I'm still like working on like, oh, yeah relationships are just a part of life they work out or they don't so if it doesn't work out and people know it's not the end of the world but personally I'm still at that point where I'm like no they nobody can really (laughs) know about any romantic partners and I think it also comes from a point of like I don't know if any other of our like Asian American viewers can relate Um, most of us were raised to be very secretive if we were dating because our parents shied us away from doing so because they wanted us to focus on our schooling and our careers before pursuing any type of relationship. So any type of like tomfoolery around that was on the down low. I, I, I feel that very much. Okay, do you think it has to do with how we were brought up, though? Like, you said that, you know, because our parents, but it's, like, I feel like I've seen on subtle Asian dating that, like, you know, it's a common thing for, you know, people to focus and, you know, hide their relationships from their parents um, because, you know, we're brought up to being like, yeah, like, you're gonna stay single until you're in, uh, you graduate college and you meet someone like the timeline in which our parents, our Asian American Asian parents, um, typically, you know, gauges that would be, you know, all throughout until college, you don't date, you don't, no distractions, no anything. And you know, I was brought up that way, but you know, now that I'm a college graduate, I feel like it's too late now. It's so hard dating outside. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm late in the game, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I just think like, I don't know. I just don't, I'm taking my significant other to the grave. Like I'm, I, I don't, I'm not going to tell no one about him or they, them in the, like at all. I feel like. Just- I really see now just like not telling anybody and getting eloped one day. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you're, you're going to see the big reveal on my wedding day. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the, that's the timeline I set for myself. I don't know if this is, this has to do with how I was brought up, but like I, I've noticed a trend because, you know, um, we've had this conversation, you know, you, me and you, CC. Um, and sometimes I talk to Kilo. Kilo, you know, she's dated and never told her parents. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think all of us. Yeah, but like, you know, we've dated and we haven't told our parents because, you know, no distractions or whatever. Yeah. But I just, I'm trying to understand, like, I don't know if the, this is partially due to, like, me personally or, like, 
should we stop having or stop ingraining this mindset into other people because i know like you know some people grow past it like they're gonna date whether or not their parents say they can date or anything but like being the asian american child i am you know i can't defy my parents shoot like (laughs) i live under their roof shoot um but oh sorry um i was just gonna ask you a question after your chain of thought um I mean, you can ask a question. I'm just rambling at this point. So with both of you being the eldest child um, and and the daughter alike as well, do you think that has a significant impact? Like, like their first child would be going somewhere else and that, that, that creates some kind of like, not confusion, but like, what, what happened here? I thought, I thought my first child was going to stay with me for, for a longer period of time. Or do you think uh age in that way doesn't affect anything I mean I feel like no in a sense because I've had friends that you know um are the oldest slash youngest slash middle child and the whole they're more lenient when it comes to the younger children because usually the oldest one would be like the mess up of the family like the the first child's always the trial and error type of kid you know so you'll you'll be lucky if they go to med school (laughs) but like you know usually it's like different if the first one didn't go to med school the second one tries they try to get the second one to go to med school and you know vice versa with the third child if they do have a third child um but i feel like whether or not you're the first, last, or middle child, they're still ingraining this mindset of, like, yeah, don't date until, like, college, or your last two years of college, even. Not, like, your first two years, because then they're going to be like, you just went to college. Not, like, you're learning all these, like, bad things, and, like, you're becoming a rebel or something. Um, But I feel like their timeline is just very skewed, because, you know, it's graduate from college, you're already quote unquote dating someone, and then within like the next five years, you're already established with them. That's the timeline that I feel like you know people follow or have the mindset of. But now, thankfully, 2020, um, we have more modern, I guess, perceptions of relationships. I agree. I the whole single until you're married thing is a very interesting concept where it's like. It doesn't promote healthy, like trying to find a relationship. Um, I, at least in my opinion, the fact that you would have to be so secretive and you just want to be out and about creates this kind of uh, not like distance between if you really are involved with your parents, but you can get them to be in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Cece, as um, your technically so you know my experience as the oldest child is Mm -hmm. different from yours yeah well I mean I feel like it's like different because I'm not the oldest child but I am the only girl in the family so I think with that brings different standards like obviously if you have sons they tend to be more lenient about everything in general versus with girls so I feel like I was confronted with that so even though like I'm the only girl, I was the one that left to go further away from home for college, 
So I think that was a different dynamic where it's just like, oh, I'm the one that's more out there or more rebellious, if you will. She's the rebel. For leaving home and forgetting, I guess, a second earlobe piercing was a big deal. So <laughs> I think it's just like the standards are just a lot different depending on the gender of the child, how the parents will treat them. And I guess mm-hmm. to like circle back to like the main idea, I think it's just like for me, publicly discussing a romantic partner is something, I mean, I feel like there's nobody that I've come across in my life that I felt like was worth bringing forth to the public, if you will. So I have been hesitant about that. And it's also, well, I don't want to post anything on social media and stuff because you never know if your parents are going to find out. So like, it's like a logistical reason where it's like, oh yeah, you don't want your cousin to like talk to their mom and then like the aunties talk and it somehow gets back to your mom. (laughs) And then on top of personal hang-ups about publicly showing affection to somebody that is just like I don't want that on my timeline like that's that's none of your business yeah I don't know I just think it's interesting because you know I've had friends that post a different boyfriend on every every year I will say and you know I'm like okay yeah that makes sense like you know if you're not compatible with someone like you know Things change, people change, and everything. But I'm like, okay, like, that's crazy that, like, National Boyfriend Day is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing everyone post, I'm just like, wow, like, bold of you to, I guess, post your significant other like mm-hmm. that. Like, dang, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a, that's a very brave um, action to do, especially because, you know, social media... Whatever you post on social media, it might, you know, be, you You might have the option to delete mm-hmm. them, but it's on there for almost forever. And you know, people like, are going to talk. Always, yeah, people are going to talk. People are going to DMs like, oh, look at her, man. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like it's just going to be like, oh, she could do better, you know? Like, um, I just think it's very interesting because, you know, I'm like the type of person that's like, you know, I told you no one's finding out until my wedding day and like i'm gonna be like don't post pictures no one knows mm-hmm. so kilo what about you what's kind of your standard about sharing the fact that you have a romantic partner to the world um yeah i don't really do that either i think i might just put them on a snap story from now and then but i wouldn't publicly do like on a a national holiday Mm-hmm. kind of deal i'm actually surprised because i don't remember hearing about this like in the years past but for some reason it's like really in my face this may i don't know maybe i'm just older and like a lot of people are in my relationships around me mm-hmm. but i just feel attacked i'm like okay you do you <laughs> not attacked per se but i'm like oh i didn't really think about it but just the involves awareness if you all <laughs> yes um um so yeah i personally wouldn't but if I might just do on a snap, mm, okay. but like not like, hey, National Boyfriend's Day, kind of deal. How often would you post that? What? How often? I don't know. Like anniversary? Is this a special occasion? I feel like it's like, like do I look good in the picture? <laughs> <laughs> would you crop your significant other? Right? Yeah. Especially picture? yeah, if they're taller, you just crop their shoulder at the shoulders. <laughs> 
like because then it's like oh like not gonna lie I feel like you know not trying to be like you know some guys aren't gonna be attractive but like the girls always majority of the time the girls always cuter yeah so like if you have a fire pick don't be afraid to crop them out like shoot <laughs> so now you're absolutely like y'all ain't gonna find out till the very end I'm taking it to my grave okay I see it's gonna be a game like it's gonna be like who does she choose yeah at my it's wedding like a reality show. oh my gosh yeah I'm gonna put I'm gonna do like bingo or no not bingo but I feel like at the party you should have like a box with a picture of the potential <laughs> yeah yeah and then we show up yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I think that'd be hecka fun. They'll be like, who's going to We place nets. Yeah. Exactly. Let's do and then it. it's going to be like, ooh. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's just ha- like, I, I was like, I already told um, Kilo this. No, not Kilo. Cece this. But, you know, we had the discussion about, you know, I guess posting significant others. But like, I think it's interesting to actually see so many people on national boyfriend day to post about them i don't even know it was a national holiday like i don't think it's a national holiday my timeline is so off i thought national boyfriend day already happened this year and i'm like is is it it's happening again (laughs) but i guess it's just like 2020 has been a whirlwind so i guess i've lost track of time no honestly i thought it already happened yeah i don't know if i have like a personal problem with people being very public about who they're dating because I feel like for me I don't know I feel like national boyfriend day or whatever holiday is is on the list is like I don't know it's kind of weird to me I don't feel like participating in those type of things but I mean maybe for like an anniversary or if I went someplace nice I'll make them the second photo on the Instagram (laughs) yeah I agree. On a vacation, for sure. Mm-hmm. If it's like a vacation, it's just like me at the beach. Second photo could be them. What about anniversary? Anniversaries, maybe. If they did something nice. <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably just post the food. <laughs> no. <laughs> Prop them off. Like, it's just the, the dinner. It's <laughs> when you're panning, it's like table for one. and you just stop at the dude or whoever, you just pan the food and then stop. That'd be great. But honestly, guys can't really take photos either. So, like, realistically, you're not going to get a photo off of dinner. Is and- that or are we in denial that they're kind of ugly? <laughs> Sorry, I've been there. <laughs> I feel like. Wait, are you, can you tell them about, um, yes, using what? pictures from, like, five years ago? Oh, I, I feel like we could have an episode on this because I feel like we should discuss, like, what are the do's and don'ts of a Tinder profile? But it's just, like, I feel like every guy has, like, a picture that's at least, like, four-plus years old. And it's just, like, come on. Do better. Make it an accurate... I feel like men don't care if it's a truly accurate representation of themselves. No, they see they'll... it as themselves. Like, they're like... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, part. maybe they're delusional. <laughs> but they'll find, like, one good picture. They're like, oh, this one picture four years ago where the jawline is hitting, I'm keeping this one up. That's it. So, yeah, I feel, like, a little bit deceptive, if you ask me. No, they had confidence when they posted that. Yeah, but I mean, it helps me, so then I don't have to justify. You only look at this picture, don't, don't swipe. 
trust this is a real anecdotal story i mean if if anybody's been there and they, and they can relate let me know i feel like a lot of people have been in that position yeah is it hypothetically catfishing then it's not really catfishing because it's not like they lied it's not like when you see them in person it's like totally off it's just like okay this is their one even picture yeah well, you know, all of us don't have boyfriends, so you can't you can't catch us posting on National Boyfriend Day. Yeah. Wait, I have a off-topic kind of question. What would posting your significant other on social media like? What kind of link, love language is that, or is that just like just being in a relationship? I'm I'm a little confused. <laughs> I think it's words of affirmation. Yeah, it's kind of like affirmation in a sense because it's like publicly showing your love for yeah. somebody and usually like you know you put like a, a corny caption about how much you love them or whatever yeah that's too much love is the strong yeah. word I'm a, I'm a quality time <laughs> type of gal like the pictures don't really do it for me it's like you know like your closest friends you don't have a lot of good pictures with because you know you're living in the moment mm-hmm. so i feel like it's like that if you're like chilling having a good time at least for me i'm not a big pictures person when you're just hanging out same yeah, I don't know. I think I like I feel like I follow this um I guess belief. I don't want to say belief, but like I I believe this theory or whatever that like people that you're close with you don't have pictures with. Like you always have pictures of each other because you hype each other up while taking the photos. Or it's just um, pictures at 2 a.m. and you're just bothering them. Personal experience yeah <laughs> no yeah Nell has several several clips of me in my natural habitat she only wears one shirt <laughs> you don't have to expose me but <laughs> but yeah um i feel like that that i tr- i i think i believe i that theory for sure because you know the people that I'm close to, I don't have pictures with. Like, we have one photo from, like, a couple... Like, graduation months, or something? Like, even years, years back, yeah. It's a whole thing. That's true. I really do feel like that. Um, I don't know who you would take pictures with then. I don't think... To me, I've never been like, this is a good moment, let's go. Maybe, like, if it's a huge gathering, I wouldn't be initiating it, but if someone else did, I'd be like, okay personally yeah i feel like with like a huge gathering someone has to but like no one initiates like your friends your close friends you don't initiate it just happens yeah very interesting i don't know that's my evaluation but yeah national boyfriend day was this week this weekend perhaps some people Um, are more unabashedly ready to show their love but not quite us and, like, you know, if people like to express their love in that type of way, you do you, boo. I'm so happy for everyone. Flex your boyfriend, and you're proud of it. If, they're, if they do well, flex it. Mm-hmm. Post your spooky baskets yeah. or whatever you get from your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Is that actually a it's thing? It's become a thing because of the internet. What is a spooky It's just basket? like people get them like cute little Halloween themed things in a basket. Oh. That's that's too too cute for me. 
I wouldn't know. I haven't received a spooky basket. <laughs> all I've received, you might get one this year. All I've received is wasted time. Ooh. I I feel that. That's don't be. It's okay. I I got like like two dinners. <laughs> exactly. And you got a tea tea seminar tea. What is it? We don't gotta rack up the bill. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah anyways um yeah that's my i guess evaluation if anyone posted about their boyfriend or they feel strongly about their relationship let me know why like like i want to understand the idea of posting yeah let us know like what gratification maybe it's like the love language yeah, like, did your boyfriend or your significant other ask you to post it? If they ask you, would you post it at that point? Or did you just do it for the sake of it? Um, to flex, because, you know, you're in a loving, happy relationship. Let me know. Our DMs are open. Please slide into them. They dry. But, yeah. Sounds good. Shall we uh, jump into some hot takes? Yeah. Cool. So um, recently, uh, I went to Costco. My hot take is the fact that I'm seeing that, I'm not sure about other fruit products, but at least with the Costco peaches, they publicly display the name in a picture of the person who packed that specific, like, box. And I think... It's like what? It's like what? Uh, Like, you know, the bath store Lush. Is that what they do at Lush? I I don't know that. Yeah, because, like, oh, yeah, in their bath bombs and face masks and stuff, sometimes I'll put a sticker, like, oh, this was packed by Joe on April 14th. No, no, but, but if they'd be, like, they'd be, like, Joe Smith, and here is a picture of Joe Smith, black and white. Yeah, it'll have a little, it'll have a little, it's not, like, a real picture, but it's, like, a little realistic drawing. Oh, no, it's a, it's a, re- it's, like, it looks like a passport photo I'm seeing. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. It's not, like, a cute kitsy, like, oh look somebody made your things by no hand. yeah it's it's like you actually see their face and it's like wanted sign this is <laughs> yes <wanted>. i was <laughs> so like i mean like if i saw that at lush i'd be like okay that's cute and like if he really needed to like return the item or like there's a recall of some sort that makes sense but the fact that they literally are calling out these people just rubs me the wrong way for some reason i guess maybe they started doing that or i never really noticed it until these covid times but it just feels kind of weird to publicly broadcast that info. I feel like I think maybe, it's cute. Yeah, maybe it's an attempt to be like, oh yeah, you know, this is how your food gets on the table with these people's work. Interesting. Wow. Maybe it's that's like appreciation. Yeah, you know, like because... appreciate who packed your food. Dude, I didn't actually think about that. I just was like, y'all, you didn't have to send it to everybody, but that's chill. Yeah, I didn't even think. She saw she saw Jose and was like, mm. she was like, I don't need to know Jose packed my Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking like more like it's cool if they just leave their first name, I guess, but it's weird to have the whole the whole info out. You are very much think, like what was the mm. reason. I think it's cute. I don't know. I feel yeah. like it brings awareness that like these essential workers are still like, you know, risking themselves. Mm-hmm during these times and like yeah i think maybe that- the approach was a bit weird 
Yeah, they could have done like a cute sticker, but like, yeah, I think maybe the the implementation of it was not ideal. But I think the intent was to show who the essential workers are and who's packing your food, so you can appreciate it more. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Wow, the glass is half full, y'all. I was just like, why I was like, why is Costco doing these people dirty? Like, you don't need to. You don't need to. Like, uh, I didn't really think of it as essential work. Cause I was just like, it, like if I were packing fruit, I would not want to have my my name in my face. Yeah, he was like, no coffee. Yes, <laughs> but also like Kilo, you don't want the world to know that you exist. Yeah, that's like, true. Can I just say, like Kilo, when during undergrad, like Kilo would go to events, but once the events ask for. Her, ask her for information like a photo or whatever she's like i'm out dude like this pizza ain't worth it yeah she's serious she's forever elusive yeah and i'm like dang like it was an event i was part of too and she's like no i don't want the oh to know yes what I <laughs> i'm so exactly and i was like bro i could have given you free stuff and she's like they asked me for my photo i i didn't that's not what I signed That's, up for. Yeah, I didn't. Dude, I'm only here for the free stuff. And if you ask me more than, if you ask me for my name and number or my email, I'd be sus. I'd be like, mm, you can do without. Here's my face. Like, in a non-photo setting. I don't know. I feel like, you know, what are they going to do with my face? They could, I don't know. Send it everywhere. They could use it. They get cat, yeah. If I'm, <laughs> now I'm thinking half and or half full, they could catfish using my photo, you know. <laughs> okay, if anyone's gonna use me at catfish, like do better, dude. You can, you could cat, you can use anyone's photo, <laughs> but you chose to use mine. Like that's clearly not big brain energy, right there. That's like, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, dude. No, but like, I'm just saying, if you're gonna catfish with my photo. It's not gonna be popping, you know. You'd be interesting, like um, cat using each other's photos, but it'd be like um, different locations. Like, let's say we're just gonna use all of like every uh, me, you now, and CC would use CC's photos, and we're at different locations, and we just try to see how many messages, how many like these predates after COVID are over kind of deal. That'd be like. People Wait, really? That. Like, yeah, people slide in for their friends. So, yeah, so this is what I've seen on YouTube or whatever. Um, it's where friends will catfish and pretend to be their friend, you know? Like, hypothetically, it's not catfish because both parties know about it. Um, but basically, like, let's say me and Cece were to switch phones ultimately or like switch accounts so cc would be the one talking to um the person that she chose would be the best fit for me oh like um, wing that is this, isn't that an app like winging wing womaning or wing manning i don't know if it's an app but i i know it's a thing where it's like best friends will choose the best guy they think would be best for their best friend. No, 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 but like I'm saying like we all use the same photos and we just it's like it's just now the only variable is location and how you message. And we could just be like CC's actually over at this place. You should you should you should say hi. 
Okay, why don't we just post a group photo and then they're like, it's like Russian roulette. Like, I hate that. Like, I feel like dorm, like freshman guys in dorms will do that where they post all the homies and you're like, this one's A, this one's B, this one's C, so pick your choice. And I'm just like, don't do that. Wait, people actually do that too? Like grouped? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I've seen group Tinder. Isn't there a group Tinder? Yeah, it'll be, I don't think there's a special app for it, but people will make one profile for, like, a couple of guys on the freshman dorm floor. Dude, that's wild. I didn't know about that. And then it's like, pick your choice. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I choose none. The market's really Honestly, it just sounds like an operation for me to get jumped. That's true. It's like, <laughs> everyone's seeing it now. And, like, they'll just, they'll, they'll probably be like, yo, this, this person's on a date, we should say hi at the same time, but I'd be really weirded out if, like, four other guys knew at the same time. Yeah, that's very strange or danger to me. I feel like that, I mean, I'm trying to think. I know Tinder is evolving. Like, would you be happy if you were planning a date and then, the entirety of Brockhampton shows up. Brockhampton. Like, I don't think so. I feel that, though. I totally agree. I hate how you said Brockhampton. It's kind of funny. There's a lot yeah. of <laughs> Um, But yeah, that was my hot take. I guess I was just intrigued. But. So what if Brockhampton showed up? What would you re- like, what would you do? Would you, Aren't they like, problematic? Don't they have some, like, potential assault cases? No, I don't mean the actual Brockhampton. <laughs> I meant the freshman. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm, tra- I'm sorry. I'm not trying to cancel Brockhampton. <laughs> Maybe they should be canceled. I don't know all the details. Brockhampton, don't sue us. We don't know the details, so. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, they showed up. No, I would be very strange in danger if a whole gang of men showed up to yeah. a date. I'm leaving immediately. What if they sit in the table near you? Because you know, like... <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they... When I know, or they're just trying to be sneaky. Because you know girls will do that. Then I wouldn't know. What if it's like you notice a group of guys at like, I don't know, Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a date Take spot. me to someplace more interesting, more flavorful. Mm-hmm. What if he gets you a, uh, what if they get you a Travis Scott burger? From McDonald's. The little Travis Scott? Yeah. No. <laughs> he does not accept. My dates take me to a local small business. That's how we roll. McDonald's <laughs> is the smallest business you can get. No. Take me to a family owned local business. What if they think McDonald's is I would business. cry and leave simultaneously. Yeah, I'm I'd leaving. be like, "You're dumb." <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving expeditiously. Damn, I'm over here like, yeah. I'll no, no, no I'll, I'll go to McDonald's. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but if they told me it's a small business and they genuinely believe that, also like imagine. Wait, isn't if they take you to McDonald's separately, or also Brockhampton takes you to <laughs> McDonald's car? And they're all splitting your meal. I don't know. Like, they're all picking in a corner <laughs> for your meal. Are they all in the same car, though? I know. It's like a clown car. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stop. How do we... But, yeah. How do we get to Brockhampton? Or where were, where were we talking about again? We are talking about... No, I really don't know. We are talking about food. 
We're talking about um okay, <laughs> we just got CC using Brockhampton and we're like, that's hilarious. Honestly, CC got some great liners. She's sometimes out of pocket though with her one liners. Out of pocket? Yeah, I offend people on accident. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm good. But, but yeah, shall we move on? Yeah, do you have a hot take? I guess. Do you want to go first or should I go? I can go if you want. All right, go for it. Okay, this is for all the Priuses out in the world. Please check your blind spots. I'm just going to say this right now. I don't appreciate y'all going into my lane and then not checking your blind spots. And then I'm over here beeping at you. And then they're over here like, what the heck, dude? And I'm like, bro, you almost caused an accident. I'm not trying to get into an accident here, okay? I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. Aren't we going to see more of them, though? Because isn't California, um, they're only having electric cars or hybrid cars yeah. in the near future? So you're probably going to see more of them on the road. Okay, but, like, I'm sick and tired of Priuses, dude. Like You're running? Your beef with Priuses is, is kind of, like, ongoing. It's like a... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a... What is it? Prius being square <laughs> It's up. like a side side we're mission, like... Um, now always has some something to say about the Prius people. Dude, honestly, Priuses, you just live up to the bad driver, um, what is it called? Stereotype. No, I'm part of the Prius hive. Let's all roll up. <laughs> but, like, Cece, we've had this conversation where you admit that you're not the best driver either. I'm not, like, a terrible driver. I'm a safe driver. Yeah, and then... That's what all Prius people say. But I wouldn't say I'm an adventurous driver. I don't think you can go on adventures in a Prius. I feel like you'd be worrying about... (laughs) I'm so sorry. But if I had a Prius, I'd be, like, worrying about the electricity in my vehicle. I'd be like, I can't go to the mountains like this. The rocks be tumbly. Priuses don't have good tires either. Also, people that are pimping out their Priuses, like... Yeah, y'all, like, I don't know, like, I'm completely, like, okay, it's a car, like, Priuses, there, money is money, you know what I mean? But, like, I just think pimping out a Prius with, like, nice rims is just very, you know, it's like a teddy bear, but, like, with tattoos. <laughs> like, just, it's like a Build-A-Bear with, like, tatted up, like, piercings and everything interesting interesting analogy i think it's yeah it's just it's just it's just a lot like don't waste money on buying rims for your prius like rims for your car just rims for priuses people in general for prius. you're okay with people pimping out their car if it's not a prius oh i'm fine with people modifying their car interesting it's just priuses in specific yeah but yeah, drive better, Priuses. I don't appreciate getting into accidents, potentially. And, like, not saying, like, I'm, like, the most, like, I guess, fastest driver or, like, I'm a pretty okay driver in a sense where it's, like, I'm I'm not as bad with my road rage. I've gotten a lot better um, since commuting to around the Bay Area, but Priuses just day and day, like, day after day, there's always one thing that pisses me off about a Prius. But also Teslas, too. Y'all autopilot? The autopilot doesn't work. Y'all need to start hitting the gas pedal. 
Swear to God. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that PSA, president of the Prius Hate Club. Yes. So I guess we'll move on to my hot take. I guess my hot take comes from, like, the news with the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, I believe is her full name. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's been, like, a lot of articles saying, like, oh, this is, like, female empowerment. Because, like, she's an accomplished woman who is a law school professor and a judge. And, like, she's just, like, you know, the the embodiment of female empowerment for the Republican Party, which to me doesn't add up. And I feel like lately the term female empowerment has kind of lost all meaning lately because I feel like people like co-opt it without really fully understanding like the origins of feminism and what it really means to empower other women and this kind of relates to kind of my beef with like girl boss culture where they're like oh she's a girl boss and all this and that and like the term like being a girl boss or being a feminist has been very capitalized on and very sanitized to the point where it represents like this very minor amount of the population that are mostly like white women and it really reflects like largely on white feminism and like those in the upper class and lauding their accomplishments while their accomplishments don't really work to uplift other women. So, like, in the example with, like, Amy Coney Barrett, she's actively worked against, like, abortion rights and just, like, reproductive rights in general and, like, promotes more, like, traditional family structures. So, it's just, like, yes, while she has a very accomplished career, what she stands for is largely against the agenda of empowering women and promoting equal rights for women across the board. So, I'm very tired of this, like, feminism girl boss language that's been adopted to explain these things because if you're only promoting your own interests as a woman and you're not using your power to uplift others it's not true feminism and it's just all very like weird and contrived to me so it's just like you know the whole message of feminism is to recognize like the most marginalized marginalized women and to, to use those terms to uplift largely wealthy white women doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I just think it takes away from the true inclusion and the message of feminism as a whole. And it's just been bothering me. And that was that was something that was- It's really mind. true though. It's a very, it's like, but I also like, you can apply it to men because you can really see that stark difference, but also women, they'll have a problem with that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting now mm-hmm. that you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Non-inclusive feminism is not the vibe. We are not here for white feminism on this here platform. And speaking of our platform, we are working towards being inclusive and trying to represent and uplift all types of women, even though we do speak from the Asian American perspective. But with that, you should try to follow our social media and follow us at Subtle Asian Talks because we'll post more information and hopefully share different resources that might share perspectives of other women, like other women podcasters and just other information with the topics we talk about on this here podcast. And also if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you're liking what you're hearing, Feel free to give us a five-star review, and we'll appreciate that greatly. 
And I hope everybody's continuing to take care of themselves because clearly with what we said, the president, even the president can get COVID. So, you know, you're not safe either and make sure you're still taking the necessary precautions. Sounds like a good wrap up, Cece. Thank you for that send off. Um, we'll see you all later. Yeah, catch you later.